Ah, uh, yes, señores y señores, what is going on? Welcome on to today's Eagles Talk Live. Of course, I'm your host, El Parcero Philly. A big day here in Eagles land as in about an hour and 25 minutes, the Philadelphia Eagles will cut down to roster to officially 53 men. We've already had some big moves here to come and happen today, so we're going to discuss what went down, some news, other news and notes. We'll also continue looking at our positional breakdown of the birds. Today, we're looking at the almighty linebacker position, which I'm going to go ahead and make a little bit of assumption. You guys are a little bit excited about for this year. Am I right or am I right? Right. So welcome in, guys. We're going to get started here today. Want to welcome real quick Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and of course, TikTok. Thank you, everyone, for tuning on in here today. Uh, if you guys uh, want to be heard, I want to definitely hear from you. So please, we both have TikTok, TikTok. And we have YouTube's comment sections open right now. Keep throwing those comments, questions, and concerns in both of those chats. As this live preview or uh, Eagles Talk Live goes on, we'll be looking at both comment sections and we'll be discussing them. So please keep throwing it in there. Uh, due to time constraint, we won't have the uh, we won't have backstage open. I do apologize. Um, just you know, you know me, guys. I'm always just running, running, making content. TikTok, YouTube, Twitter. <laughs> so keep throwing it in there, guys. And a quick reminder that today's Eagles Talk Live is sponsored by Lots Rain Watches. If folks are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out Lots Rain Watches. High quality watches at a bargain price. And right now, when you use my promo code at the checkout page for El Parcero Philly, you'll receive 10% off of your purchase of a Lots Rain watch. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to Lots Rain Watch. Use my promo code Parcero Philly. Get your 10% off and stay swagged out. Right now, as Ruben Amaro would say, stay drippy. That's, that's the drippy. <laughs> I That had me dying last night. When I heard Ruben Amaro Jr. saying, uh, that's the drippy these days, because Nick Cassiano's had the Chuck Taylors in the dugout, I lost it because that was hilarious. Uh, I'm, then listen, if you like the Chucks, that's on you. I'm not really much of a Chuck Taylor dude, but I thought that was hilarious. The way he used the phrase drip, uh, we love you, Rube. At least I love you, Rube. I, I definitely love you, Rube. What's going on? Let's read some of these comments. What's happening, TikTok? How we feeling here today? TikTok, please do me a solid. Keep tapping that screen away as my phone is, is shifting in all different spots. And probably the reason for that is because my 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 uh my other cell phone, remember, guys, I got two phones. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This won't take two seconds. Welcome back, TikTok. Thank you so much. All right. What's up, CJ? What's happening, baby? What's going on? Let's go. I'm excited about the news, the trade of the day. We'll talk about that in just a second. But Colin, is that is that Maxi? We got a Tyrese Maxi profile pick. We love that for you. We love that for you. Uh, the finally, Conte, what's happening? It me again. We appreciate you coming back in here, my brother. The finally, Conte. Tomorrow at the, around the same time, we'll be doing union match preview. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And you're my you, dude. Um, I'll let you know for sure. What's up, Reed Hamburg? Reed Hamburg, uh, you do kind of need a new background profile pick. Listen, we love Jalen. We we all remember 2020 Jalen, but num Jalen in 2022, where's number one? But what's happening, baby? Reed Hamburg saying, the birds, they're taking the division. How about that, huh? So that's 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 that. That's that. Awesome stuff. Uh, what's going on? We got Jordan Poole checking on in, talking about the trade. We'll talk about that in just a second, Jordan. What's up, Ryan? What's happening, brother? What's going on, man? How you feeling? How you feeling? Elijah excited. What's up, Elijah? We'll talk about that in just one second. Awesome, awesome stuff. 
All right, guys. Well, how about we start off like this, right? For people who know me well, know that I am absolutely ecstatic. The fact that Eagles Priest is fine. Like, it's, it's finally done. We don't have to overreact about this and that. I'm so happy. Uh, you know, the amount of people, um, and you know what? Listen, I have no disrespect towards content creators. Like, dude, do what you got to do to make it right. But live streaming preseason games like it's a regular season game? Come on. Come on, guys. What are, what are we doing here? And, and listen, I'm all about hanging out with the community. I love hanging out with y'all right now, right? But, like, treating it like it's a regular season game is where I, you lose me. You straight up lose me. And it's I'm just happy that it is all over. I, I do understand right now there is a topic discussion because right now preseason games really don't mean anything. And they don't bring any entertainment value to us, the consumers, anymore. And so what do the NFL do at this point? Because, you know, for me, for a couple of years now, I mean, I feel like for the last five, six years, I really – have no interest in watching preseason games. I watched preseason one because I wanted to see Jalen, and it's my first action watching Jalen twenty two. I guess besides maybe the playoff game, but you guys get my point. Like, what does the NFL do? You put a red shirt on the quarterback. Like, what do you do to make it more entertaining to bring people in? And I do understand that the home games are very important because when you consider how expensive uh, enjoying and watching a live football game, a live NFL game. It can be very expensive, especially if you're a, a woman or a man of a family of four or five, you know, bringing those little puppies out. I mean, dude, that that, that can be pretty damn expensive. Uh, I mean, it's a car part in some in these instances. So having cheaper tickets definitely is big. But, man, preseason really has no uh, entertainment value. But, you know, the Birds uh, on Saturday finished up their last preseason game, and it was an embarrassing one, 48 to 10. Um, the Dolphins had a lot of their starters out there, and the Eagles really – did not play many of their big time players. Uh, they wanted to put out players who were on the on the cut block, and so that's what you saw a lot of. A couple of players to mention that kind of stood out: Patrick Johnson had a nice sack on Tua Tagovailoa. Um, he did get beat up a little bit by the right tackle Austin Jackson, but overall, Patrick Johnson, someone that I would anticipate to make this team. I like them coming out of Tulsa, big boy, athletic guy as well. Uh, and so far, it looks like he's going to make the team. John Hightower, although he's had a good camp, he's had a good preseason game, and someone who saw some playing time in 2020. Obviously, last year spent a lot of the time on the practice squad. He did see some playing time as well, though, in the regular season. And although he's playing really well, and the problem with John Hightower was he was a solid route runner. He obviously had the speed. He could get open, but his hands weren't the best. And, some, and dude, he had a nice catch on the sideline uh, on Saturday, but... With how talented this wide receiver room is, I just don't see how he can make the roster. Uh, Grant Calcantara, uh, again, with a nice catch. The athletic ability is just so hard to kind of look away from that. However, he needs to improve upon his blocking. Like We obviously all know that today's day and age with the tight ends, these are all athletic mother efforts, but there's still an element to the blocking that these guys need to kind of master, and that's something that Grant kind of does need to work on. Obviously, Reed Blankenship, someone who has been uh, has been talked about a lot as of late, which we'll talk about in just a second. Um, big day for him. Dev, uh, Devin Allen uh, had another solid game, this time on special teams. You know, he obviously had that 55-yard catch against Cleveland. And in this one, he really shined as a gunner on the punt team. So could that be a way he makes a team? We shall see. We'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, Jason Huntley, which surprisingly to me has a lot of love and affection out of you guys, which 
I, 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 that caught me by surprise. I'll be quite honest with you. I think he's a solid back. I, I think he's got some spunk. I, I've even liked him in playing time last year against Dallas. We all remember what was that week 12 against Seattle in 2020 where he had to get the start because of injuries. And listen, I, I, I like his moxie, but I just don't think, um, especially the fact that he is built similarly to the guys we have now, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and of course, uh, in Kenneth Gainwell, I just don't see a way that he can make the roster. But he had a nice 67-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter, uh, the only touchdown for the Birds uh, on Saturday. So that's really about it. Stock, uh, as far as guys that just kind of did, did not make any, do themselves any favors, Reed Senate, we're going to talk about him in just a second. Mac McCain, who's someone who did actually start off training camp on a positive note. Yes, he was the victim of getting burnt by Tyree Kill on that first play, which, I mean, let's face it, even all pro corners are getting beat that bad by Tyree Kill. That's kind of why it's kind of tough to judge this game because you got second and third string guys going up against first string guys and vice versa, so it was kind of tough to to talk about. Kerry Vincent Jr. Uh, also did not perform well. He's a guy that we got from the Denver Broncos last year. I believe that was a trade at the deadline, if I'm not mistaken. Mac McCain was the guy we got off of waivers last year. Uh, before the start of the season. Uh, Jacoby Stevens, man, he looked lost. Um, and he came in for N'Kobe Dean, but yeah, he was yeah he was just awful. And that's a guy that I was really hopeful for. Kid for out of LSU, versatile guy, safety slash linebacker, coming in this league to play linebacker. But yeah, I just don't see how he's going to make the team. Davion Taylor is very interesting. He's had a pretty bad uh, preseason. Early in training camp, he looked solid, like he was going to push for some playing time. But it's crazy with how... It's so wild. Like the wide receiving group and the linebacker group is the deepest we've ever seen in a very long time. And a guy like Davion Taylor, where most years he would have a solidified roster spot, I can't say the same this year. And he's really struggled. And we'll see uh, what happens at four o'clock today, but nothing has been announced yet. And then, of course, Kayvon Wallace, another last one to struggle. And he's really struggled all, all camp long. It just kind of feels like he's just a step behind everybody uh, of exactly what is going on out there. So, um, thank God preseason's over. I'm ready. Next time we talk about a game, we'll actually be diving in deeply to the to the matchup. We'll we'll talk about all we'll, we'll talk about all that. Everything you guys want to hear about a post game showdown and have those right after games or even the day after. But the next time we talk an Eagles game will be Detroit, and I'm so excited to talk about it. So, um, okay. All right, so Defiantly Conte says, we should trade Miles Sanders and tight end you're talking about. Uh, we should trade for Antonio Gibson. So my man wants Antonio Gibson. Um, I'm not in on that whatsoever. Um, for one, I want to give that opportunity to Miles Sanders to kind of make a name for himself, try to earn that contract for next year. And I don't I don't think there's much value for Grant Calcantara. If anything, their Eagles are more likely going to cut him. And you're talking about Antonio Gibson, whose stock continues to go up. And so he's going to eventually want to get paid. I would not want to. I'd rather pay Miles Sanders, if I'm being honest with you. So I'm, I'm out on that one to finally Conte. But I do appreciate you uh, throwing that in there, man. Um, I disagree with this one. Uh, Kyle Contera is like Earth. It will come in time. Yeah, I mean, but the problem is that. Can he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy enough for him to develop? Earth was a solid blocker. Right. And I think a lot of people do forget about that. As good as he was as a receiver, especially yards after catch, he was a really solid blocker. And you still need that element in your game as a tight end in 2022. And whereas Grant kind of does lack that. The problem is he's 
it's going to be tough for him to get some snaps, whether it be here or whether it be somewhere else, unless it's a team that's looking to kind of quote unquote tank because NFL tank is a little bit different than NBA tanking. But um, yeah, I think, it, I think it'll be tough, but I'm not, I'm not ready to go there, man. You know, the minute we see flashes from a player, we start getting excited. We start comparing them to this player and that player, but I need a, I need a load of work, man. I, I need a, you know, just, just, just need to see more. That's really all it is, man. Um, all right, so let's look at some of these cuts that already happened here today, and there's still going to be more to come, guys. It's only 2.48 Eastern Standard Time. We got till 4 p.m., so you got a, a little over an hour uh, before these rosters need to get down to 53 men. So number one, we had Cameron Tom. Uh, the Eagles cut him. I mean, that dude was not going to make the team. Uh, Jaquesky Tart was a little bit of a surprise for some, not for me. We actually, if you guys do watch this regularly every week, we talked about how Tart did not have a solidified role on this roster going into this year. And I even compared it to kind of like the Ruben Randall situation a couple years ago. I think that was 2016, where there was a there was a signing, and he's obviously a veteran player, was a, a longtime starter. And as he comes into Philadelphia, maybe Ruben Randall handled the situation with a little bit too much comfortability, where like he had a solidified roster spot. Wound up getting beat out by no name wide receivers, and that was a really bad year for our wideouts. That we didn't really have much of anyone, to be honest. And so, the same kind of happened here this year with Jaquesi Tart. Now, he did miss what was that two weeks of practice to personal reasons. I don't want to, I don't know what it is. I don't want to know. I'm not going to speculate, speculate on what that reason was. But what I will say that made it a little bit difficult for him to make the roster because even when he was playing here. He really didn't show us much of anything. So that lended for them to kind of cut him. Now, it made it really interesting because that was a weak position to begin with. So now you're you're cutting a vet in a, in a position where you know a lot of people feel as if it's the weakest. The Eagles later on in the day actually decided to cut Anthony Harris, who, as we know, was scheduled to be the starter going into this year alongside Marcus Epps. And so now you're thinking to yourself, okay, there is definitely something happening. All right. The Eagles are not going to go into this year with Marcus Epps and Kayvon Wallace as there's two safeties. We all knew that. So then like literally like I would say maybe like 15, 20 minutes later after that news came out, the Eagles announced that they did Chauncey Gardner um, Johnson, uh, a start a starting safety for the New Orleans Saints and from what it looks like, the Saints uh, did not want to pay him. He was coming up on a contract. I believe his contract is up at the end of this year. And the Saints just did not want to uh, pay the dude. So they decided, let's just send him over to Philadelphia. Uh, and here is the full trade terms from Adam Schefter. The Eagles received Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and the Saints' seventh-round pick in 2025. So in two years, we get a seventh-round pick from the Saints, more picks from the Saints. And as well, the Saints will receive the Eagles' fifth-round pick in 2023 and the worst of their two six-round picks in 2024. Um, to me, I've heard a lot of over-exaggerations. I, you know, I've heard people, I've heard Eagles fans say that, Howie Rosen, what are you doing? This is a terrible trade, yada, yada, yada. You got fleeced. I think this trade is fine. Uh, I mean, you find yourself a starting safety. Obviously, I do hear the concerns about the money, people worrying about having to pay him later on. Like, let's worry about that later. And again, that's not coming out of your pocket. So what are you worried about? You give up a 2023 fifth round pick. So next year and you give up a sixth round pick, which is going to be the worst of your two picks in 2024. You get a seventh round pick out of that as well. And oh, by the way, 
you know, I'm still sticking to my guns. You people feel as if the Saints are going to come out this year and still be a playoff team where I feel they're actually looking at a top 10 pick. I'm still sticking with that. And you made them you made them weaker now as well. So if you guys want to believe that you're going to get yourself a 20th pick overall from the Saints, you can. But I think we're going to get a top 10 pick and I'm still sticking by it. And you guys can record this. You guys can save this. Whatever you need to do, bookmark it. And remember this at the end of the season when I predict the Saints will give us a top 10 pick. Just saying. Call it a hot take all you want. It's just my observation. All right, let's go back to these cuts here. Um, all right, so the safety position, it makes it interesting now. Now you got uh, Chauncey, Gardner, Johnson. You have Marcus Epps. So if we all saw NFL this morning, uh, there was a lot of love for uh, one Marcus Epps uh, throughout uh, the NFL. What's, what is that NFL morning show? I, I, I watch glimpses of it. I'm not really one to watch those type of uh, type of productions, type of shows. Uh, you know what? You know what I would rather watch? I would rather, number one, um, I would rather watch uh, Trending in the AM, the DSM media show. Uh, make sure you guys check them out. It's five days a week. Phil and the rest of the DSM hosts doing a fantastic job of bringing you guys the news that you all need. Um, I also do enjoy uh, the John Kincaid show. I think the John Kincaid show is is a lot of fun. Um, I thoroughly enjoy it. I think that crew has uh, great chemistry as well. And so those are those are my favorite um, type of shows to watch in the morning. But the NFL in, in the morning uh, had a, a, a it was I think the topic was um, who would be the breakup player? Uh, Peter Schrager's top 10 breakup players for 2022. And he had at number 10 Marcus Epps. And he believes that Marcus Epps will have a breakout season. Now it's a, there's a lot there's a little bit of little there's a little pressure on Marcus Epps going to this year. The front office, the coaching staff has entrusted him with more responsibility. He's going to be the solidified starter. And let's 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 just give a round of applauses, dude. A lot of people forget Marcus Epps came here, was it midway through the 2020 season from the Minnesota Vikings? And you know, he was on the practice squad, earned a spot on the roster next year. He got some playing time. His playing time increased significantly as time went on. And now he's going to be a starter. That is truly remarkable. So I, I, I don't want to downgrade that. But again, the safety position, it is still a bit of a question mark. We'll see how Chauncey Johnson uh, uh, kind of reacts here and how he'll play here in Philadelphia. I like his moxie. I like that he's a, he's a craft talker. I, I really do appreciate that about him. Um, but, you know, with Marcus Epps, just just having to read the field a little bit better. I think that was one of his issues last year. He's got some speed. He's got some ball ho- ho- uh, ball ho- ho- hogging. I'm sorry, ball hogging ability. So I definitely want to see some more of that. But, you know, it does lend to bring up the question, you know, if we go back to the offseason, do the Eagles regret letting Roddy McLeod walk? Because the safety position, although seems okay now, could have been better if you would have had Rodney McLeod. What would you give up three million for one year? Like, I would have rather kept Rodney McLeod over Anthony Harris, but that's just me personally. But I'll I'll ask you guys a question: Do you think we will regret letting Rodney McLeod walk in the offseason? I think that's one to 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 ask. And the Eagles even and this was twenty one hours ago from Breeding Bleeding Green Nation actually worked out former Cowboys defensive back Quadri Mose. Now, if you guys know me. 
I am so out when it comes to bringing former Cowboys players here to Philadelphia. It never works. Never works. You guys can tell me all you want, but you know, I look at Orlando Scandrick, DeMarco Murray. Um, we can look at Felix Jones, Miles Austin. Uh, maybe Herschel Walker worked for like a season and a half, two seasons. But other than that, they don't work. So I'm out. Don't give me any former Cowboys. I don't I don't need it. I don't want it. And uh, pro- probably no one should want that either. All right, but let's continue looking at these cuts. Uh, Carson Strong, a little bit of a surprise. Um, he got a guaranteed $320,000 contract for uh, most adults. It doesn't seem like a, a lot. But for when you're considering an undrafted free agent to give any type of guaranteed money, is pretty wild, and unfortunately, he just had a tough time catching on. And of course, he lost his lost the third string or lost the ability to make the roster to uh, one, of course, um, Reed Senate, which we'll talk about in a second. But uh, he doesn't make the team. Jason Huntley also gets cut as well. Um, to, all, to all the Huntley Hive, I'm sorry, guys. He doesn't make. He didn't make the team. He just didn't didn't have enough to make the cut, guys. Um, we're, uh, Renel Ren, the defensive tackle also got cut. Richard Rogers. Uh, I don't think that's the end of Richard Rogers, to be honest with you. The one that got me teared up a little bit, hypothetically speaking, Greg Ward, Greg Ward also got cut. He had a tough time staying healthy throughout camp. So the Eagles have settled, uh, an, an injury settlement. So they'll be paying him, uh, the remainder of his money, uh, through a settlement. But I think of Greg Ward. I think of some of the big catches, especially against Washington. He had a big one last year against Washington and in 2019 uh, to help the Eagles make the playoffs. And so, yeah, I mean, when you think of Greg Ward, never fast, never the skill, but he had the biggest heart out on the field. And, you know, a lot of people throw the legend mantra at Greg Ward, but he was Philadelphia. Under uh, underdog story, chip on the shoulder, former quarterback, undersized. They said he would never make the NFL. He made it. He played, what, three, four seasons in the NFL. I think he still has a future here in this league. And I think that if you are a team needing a veteran wide receiver, go out and get yourself Greg Ward. He's he's that helpful. And uh, that one really did hurt, guys. It really did. But with the talented as this wide receiving room is, you know, it, it, it the writing was on the wall for a guy like Greg Ward. Um, Josh Blackwell also gets cuts, a cornerback. Uh, Reed Sennett also got cut. Now, here's the question. That doesn't mean Reed Sennett won't make the team. Um, Reed Sennett did not, he, he did enough to beat out Carson Strong, but not enough to stay on the roster. Now, last year, Nick Sirianni did have three quarterbacks on the roster. Remember, we had Joe Flacco, he gets traded, then it was Reed Sennett that they picked up off of waivers. Um, I would assume that they're going to look at the other quarterback, if not, they'll put him in the practice squad. But I would, I honestly would like a veteran quarterback at the third QB. Um, so because you got two young guys, or younger guys, and Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts, so I think it would be helpful and a benefit to have uh, a veteran guy, kind of like Josh McCown in that in that type of sense. Um, so Mario Goodrich, the cornerback, uh, Devin Allen. I'm sorry, guys, he does get cut. Uh, I guess he did not do enough um, special teams wise or receiving wise. He made a, he made his case, but it was just tough. Um, the Cornerback that we got from the Zach Ertz trade, Tay Gowan, also gets cut. Marvin Wilson, the defense tackle, also got cut. LaRaven Clark, the offensive tackle, who was familiar with Nick Sirianni, also got cut. There's a potential that he can go to Dallas as the offensive tackle coach. Joe Philbin was the former offensive tackle coach in Indianapolis, and that could be a potential spot 
where uh, LaRaven Clark could go. So that was so far the cuts. We still got an, about an hour left, so we could have some more. We could see some more cuts uh, coming down today. Um, let me see here. Reed Senate won't be the best option playing. Uh, I'm sorry, Reed, uh, Ryan. Reed Senate will not be playing special teams. Uh, maybe as a holder, but yeah, he's not playing special team. Elijah believes that Howie fleeced the Saints. I wouldn't say he fleeced them, but I think he got a, a good player. Uh, Jordan Poole season mismatches the same. That trade is a steal. Saints gave y'all an absolute baller. Like to hear the positive reinforcement. Uh, Taylor does not have a role anymore, says uh, George. Uh, we got <laughs> Preston. What's up, Preston? Beating me to it, Preston. You don't. You never like me. You never like me to announce it. You were the one always wants to announce. It's all good. What's, I haven't seen you in a while, Preston. It's good seeing you, man. Um, that would leave Washington without a running back too to start the season. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it'll happen, George. I don't think it'll happen. Uh, not really when he came back in the league, took Ertz a year or two. I mean, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying now, you know, he, yeah, Zach Ertz is a solid blocker. Um, but the thing is, is that with Grant, like, is he going to be able to stay healthy enough to develop that part of his game? That's my question for Grant Calcantara. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I just don't. I, I'm not a big fan of just comparing players who haven't proved anything to players who have proved proved something. That's just not what I do. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson has a tangibles for some playmaking on the second year states to be developing a great friend. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to watch some tape on Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Haven't watched too much of him with New Orleans, but every indication states is that he does a little bit more than what Anthony Harris can do. I still, I still think he can play in the box similar to how Anthony Harris does, but I think that JG wants someone that could do a little bit more as that strong safety. So we'll see what happens. Right now, what's happening, brother? How you feeling, man? Welcome on in. Um, Washington doesn't want him in season, but yeah, I mean, what what uh, George says here, uh, Conte, you know, what are they going to do at running back if they do get rid of him again? Like I'm just not in. I'm not a fan of paying running backs. It's just not. That's just not how I build my teams. Uh, my man, what's up, Phil? We got Phil Stifle checking on in. What's happening, brother? Uh, R.J. Ross thoughts on Devin Allen. I mean, best of luck to him. I mean, it'd be tough for him to make the team, especially with the wide receiving room to look the way it looked. And he's got some raw talent, you know. And I think that for him, I think there is a place for him in the NFL. Uh, I think he just needs to continue developing his game. He's got the speed. Uh, he could possibly be a gunner somewhere, but I just don't think that uh, it'll happen here. Um, like Preston kind of beat us here too earlier. I wanted to touch upon Jalen Rager. Uh, it, the rumors are his trade value has been heating up. We'll see what happens at 4 p.m. I do believe that he will get traded. I just think the Eagles are looking at the best possible spot. I do understand you guys are praying for this to happen. But remember, there is a financial part about this. You're still owed some significant amount of money to a rookie wide receiver. And so I think the Eagles are trying to do their best to not try to pay that as much as they can and hopefully with a trade. But I do think that if there is no trade in place, I do see him staying on this roster. I just don't see how it makes sense, especially after the camp he had. Believe it or not, guys, Rager did actually have a good camp. So I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he gets cut, but I think it'll it'll happen. Um. The other cut that I forgot to mention, um, Deion Kane also got cut as well, guys. 
Uh, that could be, and to your point here, uh, Ryan, I think that Deion Kane is someone that I would rather bring back. I know it's going to be tough because he's been in the league for a couple of years now. Kind of tough to uh, persuade a guy in his fourth, fifth year to make the practice squad. But I don't think that the Eagles would be looking at Devin Allen to put on the, bra- the practice squad. I, I just think that his talents are just a little bit too raw. And I think that a guy um, like a Deion Kane, I think that they would look to bring uh, back in. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens there, man. I just don't think that more, uh, Dave, Devin Allen will be making the team. Uh, but last but not least, I want to look at the linebacker position here for the Philadelphia Eagles as we head into to this year. And for once in a long time, we actually have a linebacking room that has athletic ability, can cover, can run stop, can do things that linebackers are supposed to do in 2022. No more are the days of, you know, no disrespect, I know you guys are, are, are stands of Alex Singletary or Singleton, but he's, you know, he is what he is. He's a, he's a fourth wider, fourth linebacker on your depth chart. He's a special teamer. He's, I didn't mind having him as a captain, but he's just not an every down linebacker. No more of the days of Nate Gary. No more trying to wait for Paul Worlow. No trying to hype up Nigel Bradham. Now I'm not taking away from his Super Bowl year, but he was a, just a slight above average linebacker. No more Zach Brown. We actually can have linebackers who are ours for the next couple seasons and who could do everything that we have. And that, to me, is what is so exciting. Now, like we talked about with the defensive line, this defense is going to have a lot of different looks, a lot of different fronts. The one thing I do know for certain, your Mike linebacker, your starting Mike linebacker heading into this year will be TJ Edwards. The dude has done everything to keep his job. He broke out last year. He had a really good, uh, was a second year last year, and he's not going anywhere. He's your leader of one of your leaders of your defense, and that to me. It's so refreshing to hear having a solidified middle linebacker, a Mike linebacker. That is big. I love the other pieces as well. Kaiser White, an athletic guy, can play at the edge, can play as one of those interior linebackers in a 3-4, can cover running backs, cover tight ends, can do a lot of different things. I'm still trying to figure out how it is the Chargers allow this dude to walk because in today's day and age, guys like Kaiser White, are extremely valuable. I cannot wait to see what he he will be able to do here. I, everyone is so excited about Nicobe Dean, and as you guys definitely should be. But what's his role going to be this year? I, I think he will be a rotational guy, and I just don't think he's going to take TJ Edwards' spot. Could those two be starting together? I, I could see that happening from time to time. Uh, but I'm excited to watch Nicobe Dean because, to me, Nicobe is also part of the future of this linebacking crew. And you also all see the chemistry he has with Jordan Davis up, up front as well. But Nicobe brings a lot of things that as well we haven't had. An actual stud linebacker. A lot of people like to already lump him into the Devin White category of linebackers. And I completely get it. But again, he hasn't done anything in this league, so I'm not going to go there. But he does provide a lot of things that elite linebackers do provide in today's day and age of the NFL. And I'm just excited for to see his development. Now, key part in week one in year one, I'm sorry, is how much playing time will he be able to get? Um, Sean Bradley is interesting as well because Sean, he's done everything possible to get some snaps at linebacker, but now it's pretty damn deep group, and he might have to stay at that special team, that lead special team role. Um, but I would like to see him get some play. We'll see how he's able to do. It'll definitely be tough. Davion Taylor, 
I don't think he'll get cut. Personally, I don't think he will get cut, but, dude, he is definitely on that bubble. Uh, he did not have a good camp, like I mentioned. The missed tackles, he looked lost, and you could top that off with the fact that he has a tough time staying healthy. But um, we'll see if he is able to make that. Uh, Patrick Johnson, Kyron Johnson, you can throw with Hassan Reddick. You, there will be instances where you'll see those guys as stand-up uh, outside linebackers. Uh, they'll be going into coverage as well. Um, so definitely keep an eye on those guys. It's going to be fun this year with the line, with the with the defense. Um, I think JG is going to have more flexibility. He's going to have a lot more fun. He's going to throw different fronts at offenses, and I think that that is going to be key. And I think I really do. I, I really want to believe in it. And I know that a lot of this year has to do with two things: Jonathan Gannon and Jalen Hurts. I, I do understand that, but with Jonathan Gannon, I really feel having the flexibility with the players that are in place. I think he's going to flourish in this. I really feel he's going to be true John Gannon that we were all promised. And I think it's going to be fun watching this, at least this front seven. I'm really excited to see what happens. Um, Nikki Cunningham letting us know Mark Marlon Mack is available. I, I want to I want to ask you guys something. Why are you guys so enamored with the running back position? Like, quite honestly. Do you guys believe that this team needs to be more of a passing team heading into year two of Nick Sirianni? When you watch the NFL today and you watch the elite teams, do you see these elite teams running the ball down teams' throats? I think right now you have three more than serviceable running backs that can get in there, do the things that they need to do in this offense. Run the ball, pass, or pass block, and pass catch. I don't need to add a Marlon Mack. I don't need to add a Kareem Hunt. I'm fine with Sanders, who's on a contract year. I'm fine with Kenneth Gainwell. And his second year is looking to get more snaps. And I'm fine with Boston Scott, King of New York, the absolute Swiss Army knife, the killer, uh, Darren Sproles Jr. I'm fine with those dudes. You want to add an extra dude for the practice squad slash the fourth back? I'm in on that. But I don't need any of these other guys. Uh, what's up, Ace the Vikings fan? How you doing, brother? What's up, Preston? What's going on? Um, I might I might check that out, Conte. I might check that out if I have some time. Definitely have some time. All right, guys, that's gonna do it for today's Eagles Talk Live. We gotta get out of here. Thank you so much for checking on out, guys. Make sure you guys hit the like button if you haven't already. Subscribe for more Philly sports. And of course, you can find us wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, and Spotify. Find us under Oi in Philly Sports. Reminder, we are sponsored by Lots Rain Watches. Make sure you guys check them out and use the promo code Parcero Philly at the checkout page for 10% off. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by name El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, go Birds. Talk to you guys soon.